0: Very common in our tradition are phrases like quest for truth and spiritual journey. And those who would make light of our tradition say, you know, the Unitarians, they're the people that never get there. Uh, you know, uh, There used to be uh, bumper stickers from the Christian tradition that said, I found it, and bumper stickers from the Jewish tradition that said, we never lost it, um, but they would say, we're still looking. Uh, the Order of Service cover shows 10 Zen pictures, or one version of 10 Zen pictures, about the ox herder, or uh, called ox herding, I guess. It goes through, um, it's a teaching tool in the Zen tradition. It's a teaching tool about the path to enlightenment and the stages of the spiritual journey. Uh, The progressive stages of a search for truth and meaning for that which is ultimate and which is sacred. This is represented, what the ultimate is represented by the ox, And the individual is, the herder is the individual and uh, one that is seeking. The series begins by pointing to the idea that everyone is searching for something. Though initially, we don't know exactly what that is. What it is that will make life meaningful and bring lasting happiness we make an initial effort in our thinking uh, to find what is hiding or, and that search begins a whole lot like looking for the glasses that you're already wearing or the that are sunglasses that are sitting on top of your head or a hat that's already on your head keys that are in your pocket or in your hand The second picture, called it, "Discovering the Footprints," brings hope to the solution that the solution isn't missing forever. Um, while here, the ox herder has perceived his own distress. There are indications that there's there's is this ultimate something, uh, though everything everywhere is real evidence. We can become quite caught up in our thoughts and our talking about problems and lose ourselves in the pathless places. Here the student is told to stop and not to speak. And he begins the practices and disciplines that will help his illusions and distractions fall away. In the images that follow, the ox herder comes to glimpse through direct experience that which is ultimate, begins to think he can control it, moves into awareness that those ideas are also illusions, and by the sixth image, riding the ox, he has become harmonious with his own nature and the nature of reality. There's some concert happening there's great satisfaction and energy for what is wholesome and freedom with freedom from old fears and anxieties, much like when standing alone surrounded by the wonders of nature makes our the illusions we carry about ourselves and about our world fall away when you 're standing out surrounded by nothing but nature if you, have, if you ever enjoy that opportunity and stand there alone there's so much of, of the packaging and trappings that we surround ourselves with in our daily lives that just can't stand up before that and it falls away Next come the ox transcending being being transcended <laughs> the ox didn't transcend the ox herder transcended the ox and then the ox herder transcends the ox herder o- in, in these stages along the way, there's a place where uh, the ox herder becomes aware that the, the ox and the herder are one, that there is no separation, that the duality of the world, the us and them, the me and you, the uh, sacred and profane, the uh, that division is, a looser, is an illusion. You know, there are a lot of things about Zen that are hard to get our minds around because Zen tries to move us away from our minds. Keep, you know, get the thoughts quieted so that we can be aware more of what's already real. Anyway, Ultimately, the journey is one of awakening beyond the illusions with which we fill our minds and motions and activities. Uh, as is true with most everything I talk about here on Sundays, I obviously have a very long way to go, though I have glimpsed the ox. I am quite aware I cannot control it that trying is foolishness but I once wrote a song that was titled truth must move and part of the lyric was like the wind truth must move and like the water's edge must change. Still, wherever we are along our journey, this road, this quest, this search that is Unitarian Universalism, we profess to value truth. There's an expression I read a bunch of different places that uh, a little bit of philosophy will lead someone to atheism and more philosophy leads one back to have to face religion and philosophy. Um, If we're growing, our understanding of ultimate things changes. Truth and reality are being altered constantly within our experience because each thing that we experience and consider and absorb gives us new information it gives it can it can give us a more informed perspective hopefully by the time we reach adulthood we have better understanding of some things than we did as children Although, like the reading said, children have a lot on adults. With the things that our wounds along the way help us to be- begin carrying. Um, there was a story that I can't ever find on the internet, But I, though I'm sure that's where I first saw it, about... A man that was on an airplane and he was being rude to the stewardess and he was being rude to the person next to him and just curt and short and uh, snarky. And the guy that was sitting next to him on the plane was getting really put put out about this. He had been trying to be patient, but the guy kind of wasn't letting up. And then the man left to go to the facilities and the, the man who had been sitting next to the snarky guy made a comment to somebody else on the plane, and the guy on the plane said, well, he just lost his wife and son. It certainly changed the man sitting next to him's capacity for understanding and accepting where that man was and how his behavior had been shaped. But bits of information can make a drastic difference in our understanding of a circumstance. We never have all of the truth so we chase it like the ox herder chasing the ox. And if we're fortunate, if we reach places where we have new vistas and and the understandings go through paradigm shifts, that keeps it really interesting. While some or many of our childhood lessons may have discouraged direct communication with others, Our task now is to be more mature and to move beyond some of those coping and defense mechanisms and survival skills we developed that have now become liabilities and stumbling blocks to our own well being and character. We've all been modeled by our pain as well as by what beauty we may have known. But before those lessons of the world's untrustworthiness, there was a child in us that can be reclaimed in a responsible and not naive fashion. But it does take a willingness to stand before the pain of the world. And that takes a lot of courage. <laughs> Open with intention and awareness. And so it, it is that we must also learn, however slowly, to be gentle with one another in our directness. Both as giver and receiver, uh, with with truth in mind, our board of directors has a board covenant. Uh, I'm not sure where the written copy has gotten. It used to be on a poster. Um, in it, it, says, it includes the words that we will assume goodwill. This is a decision and can at times be very difficult. It's a decision like loving is a decision. Love that is transformative is a decision. Not a feeling, not an emotion, not an emotional experience or a chemical reaction. It's a choosing to look past what may seem apparent and sometimes unattractive to that which lies deeper. With truth in mind, we continue to take one more step toward understanding. We challenge ourselves to question our own perspectives as honestly as we do those of others. We challenge ourselves to redevelop a sense of trust and and release outgrown shells of suspicion. I have two poems, and I'm having a hard time deciding which one to close with. I think maybe the one that's in front of me. The Buddha's Last Instruction by Mary Oliver. Make of yourself a light, said the Buddha before he died. I think of this every morning as the east begins to tear off its many clouds of darkness, to send up the first signal a white fan streaked with pink and violet, even green. An old man, he lay down between two solid trees. and he might have said anything, knowing it was his final hour. The light burns upward. It thickens and settles over the fields. Or around him, the villagers gathered and stretched forward to listen even before the sun itself hangs distracted in the blue air i am touched everywhere by its ocean of yellow waves no doubt he thought of everything that had happened in his difficult life as it blazes over the hills like a million flowers on fire clear on fire clearly I'm not needed, yet I feel myself turning into something of inexplicable value. Slowly beneath the branches, he raised his head. He looked into the faces of that frightened crowd. We can be the frightened faces and we can be the light. I think I'll do the other one also. This is by William Stafford, called An Afternoon in the Stacks. Closing the book, I find I have left my head inside. It is dark in here but the chapters open their beautiful spaces and give a rustling sound. Words adjusting themselves to their meaning. Long passages open at successive pages. An echo continuous from the title onward hums behind me From in here the world looms. A jungle redeemed by these linked sentences, carved out when an author traveled and a reader kept the way open. When this book ends, I will pull it inside out like a sock and throw it back in the library. But the rumor of it will haunt all that follows in my life. The candle flame in Tibet leans when I move. Our, felt, our effect is felt. Our light has value. Our personal truths are always in formation. So we carry them into community. We carry them into service. And we carry them into standing on the side of love.